Diverse is brought to you by SWE Advance, supporting the recruitment, retention, and advancement of women in engineering through career resources, professional development, and one-to-one networking opportunities. Hi, I'm Jonna Gherkin, FY18 President of the Society of Women Engineers, and this is SWE's Diverse podcast series. Please remember to add this podcast to your iTunes and like or follow us on social media. Visit SWE.org for more details. Joining me now is Della Cronin, a principal at Bose Washington Partners. Della works with SWE on public policy and STEB education issues. She holds a bachelor's degree in economics with a minor in political science from Virginia Tech. Thanks for joining us, Della. So happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about what's going on in Washington? Sure. Um, So I'll just start with a few observations from what's going on here in Washington, D.C. And I'm just going to assume that you have if you have tuned into this podcast, you have an interest in policy and are generally aware of what is going on in Washington, D.C., meaning you read the paper. Um, That means that, you know, that this first year of the Trump administration has been a very interesting one. There have been acrimonious and partisan disagreements about a number of issues, including a number that affects Swiss policy goals. For example, the president has proposed cutting some programs at the Department of Education that SWE and the STEM education community believe are very important. In addition, the White House proposals regarding federal research agencies and their budgets have caused some concern. And SWE is an organization that's committed to diversity in all organizations, and we've noticed that the cabinet isn't as diverse as we might like. In addition, some of the folks who've been put in charge of Title IX enforcement across the federal government have raised a SWE eyebrow or two. But of course, there have been some developments this year that SWE and its members have supported. The administration's desire to increase investment in the defense industry likely directly affects a number of women engineers and the companies they work for in a very positive way. In addition, the president signed a presidential memorandum last September directing the Department of Education to invest at least $200 million annually in STEM and computer science programs with a significant emphasis on investments that encourage interest and success in STEM fields among girls in upper underrepresented populations. And these are populations that Sweet cares about very much. And Ivanka Trump has been an ally on childcare tax credit and other family-friendly issues as well from her position in the White House. And in fact, Karen Hording and I had a White House meeting earlier this year to discuss some of Sweet's partnerships and programs that align with their goals. And we're hopeful that we'll have some more. But we miss the White House Science Fair as well as the annual summit on women and the Office of Science and Technology policy that was so important under the last administration is barely up and running. So there's room for improvement, as there always is, and we're hopeful that it comes. While the White House has been very busy over on Capitol Hill, there's been a busy, it's been a busy year as well. This year, we saw the House approve a bill that encourages diversity in STEM and more opportunities at federal agencies for women. Diversity in STEM faculty, career and technical education, and the Higher Education Act are among the other issues that are also being talked about. And staff on the Hill are calling on SWE for input. And that's good news for the organization. Which leads us directly to SWE's upcoming Congressional Outreach Day, whose theme, as usual, is diversity and inclusion fuels innovation in STEM. So can you tell our listeners a little bit more about the event and what they can expect? Of course. So every year is different here in Washington, D.C., and that holds true for this event. 
Um, it's a two day event this year, as it always is. It takes place on March 14th and 15th in Washington, D.C. Uh, members of SWE and like minded organizations that have headquarters here in Washington, D.C. will be visiting members of Congress and talking to them about STEM education efforts and other issues that are important to the organizations. Um, on the 14th, members of SWE will have a chance to participate in training. And then there will be a reception on Capitol Hill where we can talk to each other, um, members of other organizations and members of Congress and their staff about issues that we all care about. And then the second day will include a breakfast on the Hill um, and then we'll send uh, and we'll have some speakers at that breakfast and then we'll send members on to their congressional offices to meet with members of Congress and um, their staff. This is an annual event sponsored by SWE, and it's open to other STEM organizations that are interested in participating. Um, many of those organizations have similar interests as SWE. And each year, the messaging changes a little bit, depending on what Congress is doing that year. But the overall goal is always to increase awareness of the need for and the, and the importance of increased diversity and inclusion in STEM workforce and education. Right, which is all a mission that we is near and dear to most of us. So knowing knowing our mission and what we want to accomplish. How do you view the current climate in Washington? Um, that will it be receptive to our members or in our organizations? Will, will we find any pushback? There's always receptivity and there's always pushback. It's just how you view it. Um, there are always members on Capitol Hill who care about STEM education and they're always talking about it and the opportunity it brings. Um, right now, there are a number of ongoing policy debates that affect the issues that SWE cares about. Um, federal spending and the budget is always being debated on Capitol Hill. And as anyone who's been watching Washington, D.C. in recent weeks, uh, you know that that's the case. It feels like we've been talking about the budget uh, for at least six months every day. Um, and that'll be important to SWE and the conversations we have in March with members of members of Congress and their staff. Um, we'll once again be asking them to invest in programs that support diversity in engineering and STEM fields, as well as broader access to STEM education at the research agencies like the National Science Foundation and NASA, as well as important programs at the Department of Education that support high quality STEM education in, and uh, in K-12 education. Um, we always have allies on these points. And I would say that members of Congress generally are supportive of STEM education, sometimes uh, not in exactly the way that we think they should be. And that's where uh, the differences occur. Um, as for other issues that we're talking about, the Higher Education Act is being debated and how best to implement the K-12 education law that SWE and others helped mold uh, when it was enacted in 2015. Um, I always talk to folks who come to Washington, D.C. about their interests, and I always encourage them uh, to have an ongoing presence on Capitol Hill and in, in the federal agencies. Um, an ongoing presence in D.C. helps we identify friendly lawmakers, as does participation in coalitions of like-minded organizations. Um, the, the Congressional Outreach Day is an, is an important element to consistent advocacy for SWE. SWE will always work with Congress and the administration to strengthen America's schools and the STEM workforce by continuing to work toward equal opportunity for women and girls in STEM education and careers. And we have friends all over Capitol Hill on both sides of the aisle who are ready to be helpful in that campaign. That's great. Thanks, Della. So for those folks who may not be able to make our Capitol Hill Congressional Visit Day event, can you tell them, tell them a little bit more about SWE's Legislative Action Center? Sure. I think the Legislative Action Center is a really great alternative for folks who don't have the time or resources to come to Washington, D.C. Members can always contact their elected officials through SWE's Legislative Action Center on SWE.org. 
The resource is great for learning the names of your nationally elected officials, because remember, everyone has three elected officials on Capitol Hill who are looking out for their interests in Washington, D.C., one member of the House and two senators. And they really do care about what you think and what you think is best for the future of the country. There are also tools and suggested language you can use on that resource to communicate your views um, and, and the shared views of SWE with those elected officials. And in fact, this year, we've thought about the folks who can't make it to Washington, D.C., and we'll be tailoring a message for them to use during the week that uh, members of SWE are on the Hill talking to representatives. We think this can amplify the efforts of those who do come to Washington and can help those who can't establish re relationships with uh, their members of Congress as well. We think it would be great if SWE members could then set a monthly or quarterly calendar reminder just to visit the Action Center, see what's going on there, and then contact elected officials again to maintain that consistency and advocacy. Um, in the world of advocacy, we have a couple of sort of guidelines or rules on, on how effective you can be. And while sending an email is good, calling is always better. Hearing a voice on the other end of the line is good. Calling is great, but calling regularly is even better. Check in with them, see what's going on, see if you can be helpful. And then setting up a meeting either in your state or in Washington, D.C. is really the best face-to-face -face advocacy. And if you can't get to D.C., remember that every member of Congress and every senator has usually multiple offices in their district where they and their staff can be made available to folks in the state. That's great. Thanks for repeating that message that um, the amplification of all of our voices will be probably the most powerful thing we can do uh, this upcoming uh, season. So SWE also has resources for members to learn more about advocacy, especially if this may be something that they are not familiar with or not comfortable. So can you tell us a little bit about those? Sure. Through the advocacy section, SWE's All Together blog, which is uh, regularly updated and posted with timely updates, um, we try to give membership um, some relevant information about what's going on on Capitol Hill at the White House or in the federal agencies that they should care about. In this past year, we've regularly covered changes in the FY 2018 federal budget, which is this very complicated budget debate that we hopefully will see the end of in the next few weeks. Title IX um, implementation issues and then funding for STEM education and research, as well as other issues that affect women engineers in the workplace. Um, leading up to the, this year's event, we're doing a blog series highlighting different SWE advocates who have themselves attended the DC event and brought back the skills and resources that they learned to advocate for women in their everyday lives. SWE members can also sign up for occasional text alerts to stay informed about public policy updates. They can text SWE Public Policy to 56512 to sign up. That's 56512. And we also have resources online via our advanced education modules on advocacy um, that they can also look at to get familiar with the process, right? Yes, there is. Uh, the SWE Advocacy 101 and Advocacy 201 online education models help SWE members learn how to vocalize their own passions and share their support for SWE in their local communities. SWE's working on a refresh of these modules for FY19. The second one goes into greater depth about the ongoing work of SWE and its government relations team. Both are excellent resources for newcomers to general advocacy work, and both modules can be viewed in the Advocacy Suite's new and improved Advanced Learning Center, which is housed under the Learning tab, tab on SWE.org. And as folks think about advocacy, I'd like to invoke a quote that's been attributed to many people, including Lyndon Bates Johnson, which is, 
The time to make friends is before you need them. It's important for SWE and its members to be consistent in their contacts and messaging with elected officials at all levels. Going in and out of advocacy is not effective. You have to stay at it through thick and thin, when times are good, when times are bad. Friends stick together. I mention this because some feel that there's little point to engaging with those with whom you disagree, and that is not the case. Like-minded allies, elected and otherwise, appreciate the consistency. It's always better to be at the table, even if you don't like what's being served. That's a great message. Uh, and I really do like that quote. Uh, and a lot of what SWE does is around our collective voices and us sticking together for the better cause. What else can uh, you share with our listeners about our advocacy up- efforts? There's been a lot of reaction to elections in the last few years. And if you haven't already heard, women are getting energized. It's been a record-breaking number of women who have been interested in elected office this year. As of January, 390 women were planning to run for the U.S. House of Representatives in the November elections or in the primaries running up to them. That's a figure that's higher than at any point in American history. 22 of them are non-incumbent Black women. For scale, there are only 18 Black women in the House right now. Meanwhile, 49 women are likely to be running for the Senate. That's more than 68% higher than the number who'd announced at that same point in 2014. This is something that we should celebrate. So we should celebrate this as should anybody who cares about diversity and representation. Women are not represented in the numbers they should be on Capitol Hill and more of them there is good for everyone. Here, here to that. And most importantly to all of our listeners, you need to go out and vote even in the midterm elections. Make sure you don't give up the chance to vote. So Della, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate your time and your expertise in helping us navigate the complicated um, government relations and public policy landscape. Just to repeat, for those of you interested in signing up for our text alerts, you text SWE Public Policy, S-W-E Public Policy, to 56512, and you'll get text alerts on what's going on with our government relations and public policy events. And so Della Cronin has joined us, and she is a principal at Bose Washington Partners. Della works with her colleagues on K-12 and higher education issues and manages the firm's STEM education work and is a great partner for us at SWE. Della, thank you so much for joining us for SWE's Diverse Podcast Series. Thanks for having me, and I look forward to seeing many of you in March. And for all of, all of us at SWE, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget to explore additional offerings from SWE Advance at advancedlearning.swe.org.